GiveWestwood.org. GiveWestwood.org. Okay, it's happening. It's the afternoon stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Sure. Stay Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Four o'clock here in the Music City, so you know what time it is. Time for the afternoon stretch here on Nashville Sports Radio. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Hope everybody is having a terrific wedness day. Hopefully your school, work, or whatever got canceled today. So you're just chilling out in the house all day, getting to get caught up maybe on some chores or catching up on that favorite show of yours or just taking some you time, you know, because it's not done enough sometimes. You got you get called to rest every once in a while, and maybe today was that for everybody. Hope you're having a good time winding down the day all the same. If you want to jump in, we want to talk to you. 615-844-5600. That is the phone line. You can jump in till 530. Shortened show today. Memphis Grizzlies will take over at 530. Eric Hasseltine and crew with the Memphis Grizzlies tonight. So a shortened show indeed means that you don't have as much time to jump in and be a part of the afternoon stretch. We had good callers yesterday. I want to keep it going. We had them good Monday, Tuesday. Let's have them good Wednesday in this time. So go ahead and jump in on the phones. Once again, 615-844-5600. Bruno Reagan back in studio after the ice storm that came. Did you know that 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 winter storm had a name? No. I had no idea that had a name. The name of it was Mara, M-A-R-A. No, that's crazy. Um, and still, there's going to be a little remnant, so stay safe. It's mainly just the refreeze, but I think we should be good after tonight, right, is what they said. Oh, no, I was watching the news. Um, apparently, there's a little backdraft coming uh, tonight also, so whatever. Cold if, again. Yeah. If, it's going to be cold again at some uh, point. Good luck. I don't know. I was having fun. I was just having fun with it. I was fighting my car. It was like, was your car in a block of ice? No, 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 no. Oh, no. Mine was bad. Like, there's, it was just covered in an ice sheet. So, I mean, I was just out there fighting it. And it, I had a good time. It's super dangerous, and I understand it. And a lot of people might get mad at me saying this. It is fun to watch. Uh, It's fun to watch on the interstate just ice sheets fall off these cars and, like, oh, splatter yeah. and hit, you know? Oh, I was doing that, yeah. Oh, I, like, a lot of people say, like, that's the most dangerous thing you could do on the roadways, which is false. But it is, it to me, it's somewhat fun to ju- as I'm driving down and I just watch these ice and you get to watch the whole ice explode and everything. There's there's nothing more manly than that, by the way. <laughs> like I, you you can never take the masculine energy out of w- just a big sheet of ice breaking. Yeah. I even I, I mean like I throwing had, a big rock in the water. Yeah, I'll, I'll never grow out of it. I don't know a man in life that'll ever grow out of this. But even walking up to the studio, so here at the studio we have a. We have a wooden deck, and it's got a WNSR sign on it. And on that sign, the uh, did y'all see it? The ice had like a crazy, like spider web, like uh, what what are those called? Uh, icicles had like crazy spider web icicles all the way going through it. You probably catch it on the security fo- footage out there. We might find it. You see me take it off and hold it up and just throw it up, and it splatters on the ground. No better feeling in the world. It made my day immediately better. If you got a wood deck out there. 
Be careful. <laughs> I gave you the shout out yesterday I mean, on that one. Wow. Talk about an insurance claim. I mean, that was it was the on my deck way was into crazy. the studio. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was doing a little dance out there. I was skating on the ice. It was it was bad. <laughs> yeah, yesterday as we're leaving the show, I uh, uh I mean it's bad today too, but I text Devlin as I walk out because I just walk out, you know, I'm on my phone or whatever, and I'm I guess I'm a first victim. Bruno wasn't here, so as I'm leaving the snow the snow and ice had hit at the end of the show yesterday. I take the first step and I don't put the left foot down. I slid and fell to the next step. Like that's how far I went. And somehow, I mean, just, you know, God given ability of balance. You know what I mean? Top tier athlete. Uh, but yeah, didn't fall. And I text Devlin uh, or Devlin, not Devlon or Devin, whichever one you want. But I text Devlin. I was like, hey, be careful when you leave the studio today. I got a message. It didn't even text me. It was sent with Siri. Yeah. Like, it was just so laser focused on walking. <laughs> I was. Type it out. I was so scared. I was so scared. I was wearing my Gore-Tex Jordans though, which help. They have, they, the Gore-Tex really is good in the wet and snow, Bruno. So it was, uh, at least I had that going for me. If I had wore maybe my 11s or something like that, who knows where, if I'd even be in today. Yeah. I, I, I could have been. I could be down at a hospital. I'm wearing one of my favorite pair of shoes, uh, also known as the only ones I own. <laughs> you know what they are. I don't. Paul George's, yes. And everyone always thinks they're slides. Everyone. That, yeah, that we were at T-Line, and somebody even called you out. They were like, oh, he's wearing slides in 30-degree weather. And then it, we were like, no, they have shoes on. He was like, oh, wow, the one time you wear shoes. <laughs> yeah, you wear uh, you wear a lot of slides. That's, that's your whole big thing. Devlin, how are you doing today? Good? Good. Yeah, it was real icy. My car was just a block of ice. Um, <laughs> I, I just took whatever I found in my car to chip away at some of it. I don't have heat, so it was a cold commute. Oh, God. Yeah, so that's fun, you know. I mean, you had your body heat. <laughs> yeah. Good enough. Yeah, my cars are, you know, not to be the affluent one on the show, my car is under a, uh, a carport when I park in my house. Gr so Garage. No, it's not a garage. It's a carport. It's 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 only got the cover on the top. I, have not, wow. I haven't I haven't afforded the the sidewalls yet. I'm not there, but uh, yeah. So yeah, sitting under a carport and there's uh, um, there's no ice or snow on my car at least that I drove in today. My truck did have because it can't fit under the carport. The carport's only big enough for mine and the wife's car, but the uh, yeah the the truck wasn't able to do that. How are you doing today, Zach? Thank you. Thank you for asking. Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good because you know what. There's few times in the show and in this business where things that should happen exactly as they need to happen. And That's we talked about yeah. this. We talked about this last year. And, and I get to say this exactly a year ago, exactly a year ago, Tom Brady retires. Oh, yeah. It was uh, it was kind of um interesting that he's been pretty undecided, quote unquote, but he decides on the day that. He retired last year. Yeah, this year, it, it sucks because I see it all the time. I think in football, people have done well with knowing you know, when to call it quits because it's hard because you're told your entire life, never quit, never quit, right? And retirement, is a lot, a lot of people see it as a form of quitting. And this doesn't exude more in the more, I guess you could call it, toxic masculine place that is mixed martial arts where people don't know where to quit. It's all they know. So take football and take it up plus 10. Plus, they're not getting paid millions of dollars, so it's hard to have that financial security to quit. So you, a lot of times in MMA, you see the legends go out in absolute travesty, right? I think Tom Brady kind of succumbed to that, but he was able to, you know, 
I think call it quits when it seemed like it was all too much to him because he, he we saw the stories about the stress, the weight loss, dude. Yeah, it's I get Tom Brady's life has been football. That's a great thing, and he'll be celebrated for those things in 2028 when he's the first ballot Hall of Famer. Go find something outside of football now because there is so much more to life than that thing. He did the right thing, which is no grand pageantry. Because when you get the first Absolutely. retirement, sure, we'll do the whole thing. Eight, you know, the, the Tom Brady story. It's amazing. All this, But when you come back, you lose the right to it. If you haven't heard the video he posted up himself today to announce his retirement, go ahead and play that, Devlin. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. Like you only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. People are coming out and I get it. It's the, you know, I, I think I posted a tweet earlier today, but I took it down because I was like, whatever. I don't want people to think I'm targeting them because I looked around and saw other people doing exactly what I knew was going to happen. And I should have posted it maybe just a little bit earlier. But what I posted was, oh, can't wait for hot take radio. I don't believe Tom Brady's retiring. I don't believe it because he did it last time and it didn't happen. That's boring, stupid radio. Hey, guess what? He's retired. You watch that video? You can just watch it in his eyes. Tom Brady's not a good actor. We've seen his movies. We've seen what he's in. He, he He's being real there. He's on, he's on the verge of tears talking about it. He hates it. He wants to keep going. But I think he's really retiring this time. I think he's done. And that's just it. He's going to get to sail off in the sunset. It doesn't matter if you could say, what. Well, oh, he, had, he didn't win one more for the road. Who cares? He's got seven of them. You know what I mean? What, what else has he got to do? What else has he got to prove? Every football player that you put him up against, he's better than them. Forever. Until someone does it better than he does. So I think he's really gone. It's stupid to think to question even that, like, oh, he's not going to retire. Yeah, it's kind of making a, a something out of nothing because, no, that's that's a guy who's done. Um, done entirely. And I, I appreciate the way he did it, too. Because mm -hmm. we could have another big send-off for Tom Brady, and he could argue you could argue you have four because he had three Hall of Fame careers in one career, right? So right. maybe you could argue. It's whatever. The dude's also not going to be struggling. He's got a $300 million contract for Fox coming up uh, if he even wants to. He doesn't even have to do that. So we'll see. Um, but, yeah, all the talks, Raiders, Titans, Niners, no, it's all. Gone. It's, it's done. It's, it's done. That was the end. Was it anticlimactic? Absolutely. Does everything need to be a story? Does everybody think that this is that life is a movie? It's not. Grow up. He should win. He should go for one more. No. It's an old man out there that has at least paid $3 million to look 20 years younger. There's an old man out there. Let it go. And I think he's I think that's a battle within himself. He's finally let it go. So good for him. You got a family, man. Be in their life. I tweeted this out. Tom Brady retiring means it's official. 
Rob Gronkowski's retiring too. Oh, he's, he's that's done super as well. retired. <laughs> that's done as well. He is out of there. He's gone. That's that's no more. I'll tell you what this leaves. Because look, the whole I don't want to go into wow, how great of a career Tom Brady had. We all know it. Because we did that last year. We did that last year on this very day. We did it last year. So it, nobody need, we don't need to tell the story of what's your favorite Brady moment. Oh, it's probably that Super Bowl, right? Like, who cares? Uh, what it leaves? The only quarterback that is officially under contract now for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is Kyle, Kyle Trash. Trash. <laughs> Kyle Trashcan is going to be the only quarterback left. Will Levis Sr. And this is this is what I was talking about with Titans. Are you willing to sell your soul for one Super Bowl? You know where Tampa's going to be at? I mean, Tampa came and went like, yeah. like a wind. Like a wind. They were so bad beforehand with Jameis Winston, even throwing 30 touchdowns on the season. He also threw like 35 interceptions. Yeah, well, it was 30 for 30, right? That's, oh. That was the joke. He had, yeah, he had 30-30 vision. But – Regardless, they went from that and bottom of the barrel to even this last season not being that good with Tom Brady still on that team. Yeah, they won their Super Bowl, but not only – I mean, how many one-year one, one year contracts they had, they have a complete rebuild happening now over in Tampa Bay. And nobody. I mean, it feels like now nobody's going to want to play there. Yeah. No, um – And that division is wide open. That's really the truth here. I mean, you have the Falcons, Panthers – Saints and Buccaneers now in a full rebuild. Well, I think full rebuilds are always interesting in the National Football League because it doesn't take much to be. I say that the Giants won two Super Bowls in our lifetime, guys. Like, yeah, rebuilds are not nearly as long of a process as they are in college as they are in the NFL. You can rebuild quick. You just need some young, hungry cats, maybe some favorable team contracts, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're in it. Yeah. You think Joe Burrow, after tearing his ACL, they were like, we're going to be in the promised land? They probably thought it was going to be a process. No, people will it to happen. I think Carolina's the do- the like underdog in that division to watch, not rebuild, where everyone thinks it's going to be a rebuild, and they might just pop onto the scene. I, I, I do wonder how it's all going to play out down there because the NFC South is just so wide open, and we have some names that are out there that are floating around. Obviously, one less now, Tom Brady gone, but – Aaron Rodgers' name for a trade. There, it's just talks more and more. It sounds like he's going to get traded, but until it actually happens, we'll see. Uh, obviously, the Saints just getting another first-round pick. Who knows what they do with their picks? Trying to move up, you know, into the draft to draft a young quarterback. It's wide open right now down there. It is wide open. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, that's where I want to go, though. I, that's a hundred percent where I go. I mean, that's what Tom Brady did. He was a veteran quarterback, maybe losing some of his spunk, still got in the playoff. Yep, and Mike Evans still there. As bad as the Buccaneers were, which, let's face it, they were bad. Mm-hmm. They still made it to the playoffs, yep. and that's all you really need to just catch magic. And Mike Evans is still just sitting there, just hanging out. Put What's him in a Titans jersey and just start tweeting out, is this real? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who did this? <laughs> who who did this? Can Knowing you... our luck, he would never have a 500-yard season. Imagine. Just say that. Just imagine. <laughs> Imagine. That's good bait. That's yeah. really good bait. Yeah, Mike Evans, uh, he's got a long way to go in his contract. He's still under contract till uh, – actually, no, he's an unrestricted free agent in 2024, so next year. Hmm. Is this real? <laughs> Is this happening? Somebody get the edit together. My favorite are the edits that have the player, 
and then their body, and it's just somebody else's body, like, clip-arted <laughs> over, that's, you know, with the jersey great. on, and they're like, wow, first look at Mike Evans in this jersey. <laughs> Those are the absolute best. Uh, all right, we're going to get ready to head to a break. 615-844-5600. If you want to jump in, it is Kevin Mawai Day here on Nashville Sports Radio. That is the truth. We had him on the McFarland Show, new head coach, Hall of Famer in the NFL, former Titans great, ended his season. I mean, the accolades just go on and on and on all the way through this guy. Uh, we're going to have him on coming up after the break to talk about some of the stuff that maybe they didn't get to talk about, just how the scheduling goes sometimes. But Kevin Wide Day here, that's just what it is. So it's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a good time uh, learning about it. Because you can imagine, this is the other side. He's he's ta Imagine taking over a coaching job. It's high school, college, professional, doesn't matter. They went perfect. Last year was perfect. That's the job you're taking over. Mm -hmm. Top of the top of the top. Not only that. Perfect. Let's face the facts. They're moving up to a, a division, too, with what people consider the big dogs of Middle Tennessee football. Tennessee and football. And Chattanooga. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, it's Middle Tennessee and Chattanooga and MUS. So. Yeah. <laughs> you, you meant, like, those schools, you take any of those schools, you play them against all the public schools in Tennessee, maybe Oakland gets somewhere in the mix. Mm -hmm. Maybe Alcoa does something. Maryville on a good year. Maybe. Possible. But for the most part, every other team getting beat by 30. Yeah. Just getting beat by 30 in the 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 in the third quarter, the second string team's already on the field. That's that's what happens. But taking that team from perfect, that's gotta be tough. There's a lot of pressure going into that. So Kevin White, guy who's been doing it for a long time, uh been in the coaching ranks too, not not head coach, but has been around in the world for the NFL as well, and then college football. Uh, so a lot of top, a lot of topics there. Going to be fun to talk with him on the other side. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Back after this here on the afternoon stretch. Afternoon, THP was moving a stalled truck and it was causing a delay on 24 eastbound near Hickory Hollow Parkway. That's why it's extra slow, especially between Bell Road now and Hickory Hollow Parkway going eastbound because of this stalled truck being moved. Traffic's increased downtown just a bit. I-40, not like it normally would be uh, right here on the south loop. There's still some dangerous driving conditions out here, especially roads that haven't been traveled on that much. Please be careful. Nash Painting Services, all in Middle Tennessee. These guys are the best. Check out their ratings. You'll see. Log on to Nash Painting. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Prescription products require an online consultation with a health care provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey, guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face -face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com slash joy. That's 4hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Slim's Tender Mac Bowls are back. We start with a three-cheese blend to make our delicious mac and top it with chopped hand-breaded tenders and Colby Jack cheese. 
Try the Tender Mac Bowl Meal or the Buffalo Tender Mac Bowl Meal, both served with Texas toast and a medium drink. But hurry, they're only around for a limited time. Download the Slim Chickens app to order and earn rewards. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. You know what the Mets stand for? It's Metropolitan. Yeah, that one. Metropolitan yeah. is a flavor of ice cream, right? Neapolitan. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Was that real? I mean, half and half. Oh, man. You talk about throwing me off complete. <laughs> My equator is gone. <laughs> the Afternoon Stretch. Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. What happens to your decision-making when you drink? Well, after one drink, you feel confident. A few more, and calling your ex at 1 a.m. seems like a great idea. And you're pretty sure the secret to a great taco is four-day-old macaroni. The bottom line, drunk you doesn't make great decisions. So you're risking a DUI or worse if you count on him to get you home. Plan before you party. Get home safe. Paid for by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Your exclusive National Sports Radio WNSR Skyscan forecast. This afternoon, mostly cloudy with a high of 40. Mostly cloudy tonight with a shower too late, low 32. Clouds and a few showers Thursday, high 42. Friday, sunny skies, high 38. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio WNSR. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno. I would say something snarky, but I don't want to get a phone call from Zach's dad. The Afternoon Stretch. Bruno Reagan, Devil McKenzie, Zach Williams here inside the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. We are moments away from getting with Kevin Mawai, new head coach for the Liston Academy Mustangs, following Trent Dilfer's exit to UAB. It has got to be tough to just come in and, I mean, once again, I mentioned that we were going into break. Perfect. That's that's what they were. Lipscomb Academy last year, absolutely perfect. And, and not only perfect, their last last few games, they win state, by the way, 42 to 0. That's state. That was the hardest game of the year against CPA. 42 to 0. 44 7 against Knox Webb. 77 to 13 against Silverdale, Sil- Silverdale Academy. If I could say it right. 70 to 0 against BGA. I mean, there wasn't a close game. It'll be interesting to see schedule-wise, too, because Lipscomb, early in the seasons, they would go out of state and then try and find some competition to play before they get into their like in-state division schedule. It would be interesting to see if he wants to continue that streak of out-of-state, maybe to test, or maybe get his feet wet in the state first, and then once he can gauge his team, then travel if need be. Yeah, because so. last year they, they played. It was an ESPNU game. They played against Thompson, which is a team out of Alabama, and their first game of the season was against Georgia. Uh, both of those on the road, 17-7 to win and then 24-14 win. That was the closest uh, game right there, 24-14. Uh, insane. Insane. And then, they, I mean, to play, then they start playing the Tennessee schools, 
and it's just it's just domination. It's absolutely pure domination all the way through by that team. I mean, to to come in on that kind of scenario is so crazy. But forty two to zero, you you beat you win state that way. That's how you do. Now, besides Division Two Two uh, A, that is where they're going. They're going to move up into AAA. into Triple A, which is. That really is. That's the Monsters of Midway, if you want to say, when it comes to high school football. Yeah, off the top of my head, NBA, Burnwood Academy, Ensworth, McCauley, uh, Baylor, uh, MUS. I think those are like the Some of the bigger names. JP2. I believe JP2 is moving down. Oh, wow. Good that was, That's one that's, of theirs. That's, that's I believe. Good. I don't don't take me to church on that one, okay. but I believe. Because Hendersonville is also moving down, right? Yes, they're moving down to Region 5. five which five is very much needed. Yeah. <laughs> they are well, a tiny school. A lot of people might like uh, – be upset that they're not competing in the big school. But if you're not a big school, you're not a big school. That's talent pool. That's why they have these divisions, right? Let's uh, let's talk to the man now himself, former Tennessee Titan Hall of Fame football player, and now the new head coach for the Lipsum Academy Mustangs, Kevin Mawai. Kevin, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, guys, glad to be with you. Uh, excited about being back in Middle Tennessee, man. Let's go. Yeah, so first off, I mean, it, it, was that in the thought process when you were getting into this role or, or considering? Because obviously you had some NFL stints of coaching uh, with the Colts and, and even mixed in with Arizona State for college. Uh, but did you have a thought, okay, I want to get into head coaching to do I want to go to Nashville or was it just like you saw Trent Dilfer leaving and said this is perfect time? How did that work out? No, I, uh, you know, I started when I left Nashville, I moved back to Louisiana I got out of football altogether for a year, just kind of reevaluate, see where I was at. And we moved there back home. We left Middle Tennessee area to go back home so that my kids can grow up around their mamas and papas and Mimi and papas and, and be around family. And so while I was there, I, I took a year off, and then I actually I volunteered at LSU. And through that, I started training guys, much like a lot of these guys around here are doing now. And I built the clientele up, up to like 40 guys, junior high all the way to pro guys. And it was fun and enjoyable coaching four guys at a time, five, and I was like, you know what, the challenge is to take five guys and make them an offensive line unit. That's a, a, a very good unit. And so that's when I decided, you know, I'm going to try to climb these ranks and see if I can get to the NFL level and, and become an NFL offensive line coach. And and so I kind of took a, like a seven-year, eight-year process to where I finally got my first NFL job, um, true NFL assistant line job, and my next step would have been to get my own room. And um, I was really not looking forward Looking, I wasn't looking to get back into high school, college ball and really didn't think about high school other than, like, the most time I ever had, the most fun I ever had coaching was coaching high school kids and junior high kids. And um, so, yeah, I got a buddy of mine was here on staff at Lipscomb with Trent Dilfer and a guy that I played with way, way back in Seattle, and we've been great friends ever since, and our families are, are good friends. And and um, he's like, hey, you need to apply for this job. I was like, he goes, I'm not going with Trent, but I'm going to stay here, and I want you to be head coach. I said, well, why don't you do it? And, you know, we just kind of went back and forth. And I was actually in town on December 10th. For our, it was our bye weekend when I was at the Colts. And Trent had just, just left and was putting his staff together there. And, and they kept – my friends here kept trying to tell me, you need to be the head coach, da 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 And I'm like, I'm not doing it. And then so I'll go back to work. So we've got, like, six more games left in the season or whatever it is. And – and um, I get a I get a text message about a week later, and, and it's the head of the school, Brad Schultz, and say, "Hey, this is who I am. 
um, your name was brought to our attention as somebody we, may, we might want to reach out to and contact in terms of you know, head coach. I didn't respond to him. Left him on. You know, I didn't even. He didn't know whether I left him on read or read it because I, I have notifications where you can't tell what I've read your email. Same text message. <laughs> And um, it's nobody's business if I open your text message. Or not. Exactly, Kevin. We're all, we're right, right on board. No, you're you're the go. You're the go. You can so, hang out with us anytime. <laughs> I just like like you know what? I just sometimes you just don't want to answer right away. Straight and up. I didn't, and I just that was just something I just wasn't prepared to have that conversation because in my mind I'm like I'm riding this NFL thing out in this season. I'm go through the cycle, see what happens, and if you know somebody needs a coach, maybe I'll be available. And and um and then as the season went on. Like a week or two weeks later, I get a, I get a, a a FaceTime call from Brad Schultz, the head of the high school, and and I'm like, God, this dude's really he FaceTime me, and so I I had a, I had a lull in my day at work. It was a, like a, a Monday or Tuesday, which is game planning days, and I'm like, let me just I'll call him back. So I FaceTimed him back, like, and then when I FaceTime, he answered it, and it's like, I'm so sorry. He goes, I didn't mean to FaceTime you. So really, it was a butt dial. It was a butt dial where he FaceTimed me and he hung up. And so I just answered and called him back, and that was our first real conversation. And um, he's like, hey, you know, your name came up. You know, we don't know if you'd even be interested in this. It's something you want to think about. I said, look, just give me a week. Let me think about it a couple of days, whatever, and I'll get back to you. And then I was contacted and asked if, if I'd be willing to come down and actually do an interview. And then that in-between time, just talking with my wife and just a lot of prayer, really, to be honest with you, about what's next in my career and, do I really want to ride this NFL thing out? If I was 30 years old and younger, I could do it. But at my age, I was like, man, I've worked too hard to, to put myself in position to be joyful in what I'm doing. And right now, I wasn't having a lot of joy. It was like the fire coordinator, fire head coach, our tight ends coach left. I became interim tight ends coach. We're losing. There's no chance of us getting in the playoffs. I'm working until midnight every night. I'm like, there's, there's, there's more joy in football than this, and I'm not having it right now. And, and so – I agreed to the interview, came down, uh, planned a sign mission to get me here without anybody knowing I was on campus and being around and, and you know, the way I wanted it. And, you know, a week later they offered me the job. And so here I am three weeks, two weeks later, and, and um, on my first official day today. So, yeah, that's how it all happened. What is the difference for you going from that pro level because you've kind of touched all the spectrums, obviously, as a player, as as a coach, and then also the the executive side of it, if you will, the the business side of being the player. Uh, what is that difference for you going from that level to a high school rank? Like, how will you change an approach of how you talk to the guy? I mean, essentially, you're going to be talking to kids as it is high school. Yeah. Well, I coached junior high kids, and actually at the school I was at in Louisiana, they, their program started in fourth and fifth grade. It was a fifth and sixth and then seventh and eighth, and I actually coached the fifth and sixth grade, so we considered that lower junior high school. And, um, and I had a blast. And, I, and I, I, what I learned at, at coaching those kids, like you have to simplify the game. Like the high level of knowledge that you have as an NFL player who played a long time is – learning how to simplify the language so they can do exactly what you want them to do without making it so complicated. And, and that's what I did. My, I joke around. It's like everybody that wants to think they want to go into coaching should go coach junior high kids first. I'm not talking about Pop Warner and, and that kind. I'm talking about go coach junior high kids and simplify your terminology, simplify your language, and get them to do exactly what we want you to do them at a very high level at that age. And if you can do that, then you can communicate whatever you want to college, high school, and pro guys all the day long. And, and that's kind of the approach that I took. 
And it was always how I learned it, keep it as simple as possible and don't make it complicated. And so coming back down to this level, from like everybody thinks the NFL is complicated, but the reality of it is what's complicated is formationally and things like that. But a three-by-one is the same as a three-by-one in college and high school. The only thing different is the hash marks. But the game is still the same game that we've all been playing since we were kids. And the only deal in the NFL, you spend all day studying one coverage against somebody and how you pick apart that one coverage. You just don't have that time in high school. But the thing that's different is those guys are expected to know it. And you take it as hard as you need to hard get it to get it done here. These guys, you're learning, you're developing them, you're developing them as young men, you're developing them as people, you're developing them as players last and that's the least important thing but you know all the while you're trying to win championships and so my goal coming down this level has more to do with developing the young man as a whole um holistically and who he is as a person as a student as an athlete as a, as a brother as an uncle whatever it might be because for many of these guys we all know the statistics maybe you know out of the 58 guys 88 guys that put on a uniform on friday night maybe two of them will ever make it to the nfl but the other 86 guys need to be productive members of society, and to be able to, to be an, a life influence in a way like that, I mean, you just can't you can't do any better than that. You know, be an influence, be a role model, and be the guy that's like, man, I remember Coach Mawai had me, and this is what I learned from him. That speaks more volumes about who I am as a coach than any guy that goes to the NFL or who I might have coached on the office line. Coach, did you ever coach in one of those? Um, I try to do my research, but I, I just have to ask you, since I got you on air, did you ever coach in one of those college all-star games? I've coached in the NFLPA game like four times. I okay. mean, I was, a, I was a play caller. I was offense coordinator three years ago with Marv Lewis when I was at ASU. The, that game started off as the NFL, was at the Texas All-Stars versus whatever, and that was the first foray of the NFLPA going into the all-star game, and so I've actually coached in like three or four of those games. A lot of those guys that I've coached in those games went on to play in the NFL. So, yeah, I've coached in those. And, um, yeah. That's probably where I initially heard heard of you from because I knew it was one of those games. I came out of Vanderbilt and played at a CGS, which was a little bit of a lower-level one. But a few of my buddies played NFL PA, so we always tell stories. And I guess uh, I guess that's where I got your name from, Small World. Also, have you met uh, Grant Williams yet? He was the O-line coach. Well, first of all, you how, how old are you? So, like, for your first time for me to hear about me at the NFL PA game, how old are you? Just out of curiosity. 20, what am I, Zach? 26? 26. <laughs> well, hey, man, we're a young show, Kevin. I'm 29, he's 26. <laughs> well, just so you, I did play in the NFL, and I did play for the Tennessee Titans for four years, and my last season in the NFL was the year that Chris Johnson ran for 2006 yards. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, I had a great career as a player, but I, I, mean, I started coaching. I Like I said, I left. I retired in 2009. 2010, I was a volunteer analyst coach working with, you know, assistant offensive line with Vanderbilt. I coached at Montgomery Bell Academy for a year and a half until we made the decision to move back to Louisiana and be with my family and my wife's family. And then so I took a year off, uh, 14 and 15. I coached junior high ball. 16, I went to the Chicago Bears as, a, as an intern for the summer, coaching internship, and I stayed for the entire season. And then 17, I was out. 18, 19, and 20, I was at ASU, assistant offensive line coach and offensive analyst. And then 21 and 22, I was assistant O-line coach with the Colts. So this hasn't been a just 
oh, Kevin Wise out there, let me hire him. This has been a seven, eight, nine-year journey for me, mm-hmm. learning, how, learning how to become a coach. It's one thing to be a great player, but not all great players make great coaches. Mm-hmm. But And there's so much more that goes in, involved in coaching the game of football. And, you know, and so, yeah, so I've been around the block a little bit, man. You're you, – yeah, look, my kids are older than are younger, older than you are, so, uh, so I don't take offense to you not knowing who I am, but yeah, you, you would have dug a little bit deeper, you would have found out a little bit more about me. So. No, I know. <laughs> hey, coach, I know what you've done. I wanted to know if I personally crossed your path in my own journey. Oh, I, yeah, I don't know. So, um, but I did. I coached an NFLPA, the NFLPA game, like maybe three or four times or something like that. So, yeah. it, it could have that we have, or or I met. You know, maybe coach one of your teammates or something like that. I don't know. Well, coach, talk about, so. and this is this is my last question, but talk about because when you're a player and you reach the height of heights, you're you're a Hall of Famer and you were one of the yep. you know Tennessee legend. Now you're at the bottom of the totem pole. It's like when people are the best in their high school, they go to college. You got to climb, even if you're four or five star. You get to the NFL, you know, you're still a rookie. Talk about having that. You know, I can I already know you had that sense of humility to kind of. Re find a form, find a grind, become a student of a thing again in your coaching career, and just talk about that journey and where, how it finishes up at Lipscomb. Here. Well, I think so. The challenge for a guy that played in NFL a long time, like myself or Trent or anybody like that, was that when you go into the coaching ranks, particularly at the pro level, there are a lot of guys that don't want you to be part of the program, even in high school. Like there are some challenges in the high school ranks where like. Was this guy really willing to do the grunt work and all that kind of stuff? And and it really, to be honest with you, it's a little, uh, you know, it's a little discouraging to say the least, and and almost, uh, you know, it's it's frustrating because I didn't get to be an NFL player by being a guy that wasn't willing to work hard and willing to do the dirty work. And so I've been told before the reason why nobody wants to hire you is because you didn't come up the hard way the way we did as a mm-hmm. grunt GA doing all the dirty work and the copy rooms and stuff like that. And I was like, okay. So because that's the way you were treated, you're going to choose not to hire somebody with the experience that I have as a player because you couldn't do what I did as a player. Mm-hmm. So you're going to choose to go the opposite route and get a bunch of guys that came up that way. And, and so there's this thing that and former players deal with that on a regular basis. That's the reason why there's not more former players coaching in the NFL is because they're looked down upon as they're not willing to do the work that us coaches have come up the hard way of done. Like mm-hmm. sitting in the copy room at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, making copies and drawing cards and stuff like that. And for those of us who actually get through that period of our life, and our career, like, Oh wow. He's like, well, yeah, you know, you proved yourself or I shouldn't have had to prove anything anyways. I did it at the highest level. What do you, what do you think made me get there? You know, that kind of thing. And, and then, um, and so, so it, there were some frustrating moments in that in that journey of mine, and um, and then get to get to the point, like you know, I work too hard to get to where I want I'm at and be miserable about what I'm doing, but to come back down to the high school level where football is a little bit more pure, it's a little bit different here at Lipscomb because it, it really it's been ran like a, a miniature college program, mm-hmm. um, and the way it's been ran and finance and things like that, so there's a little bit more expectations here, but. It's uh for me. It's definitely not a step down for me. It's like it's where I need to be and where I'm purposed to be. And for me, it was a lot of prayer, and it's where God has called me. And for those that live in the spiritual realm, they know what I'm. You know, they know what I mean when I say this is where God has placed me for this journey in my life, and and to give back to a game that I love so much. 
Well, you have a good message about value and the way you find value in things. It's not like you're chasing money. You talked about wanting to have your own room. You just, you know, you want to make an impact and you want to have value. And that's what gives yep. you and that's what gives you purpose. So I think you should share the story with as many people as you can. I'll pass it back. hundred percent. That's what yeah, I plan I to do, man. Yeah. Uh, I want to get one more question out of you, Kevin, and this one, move it. I want to move it away a little bit from the high school side of it because there's been a big kerfuffle, if you will, if I can use a school word. Uh, <laughs> the Tennessee Titans switching at their stadium, Nissan Stadium, from our, uh, from grass to turf. That's that's the big news that's happened here. You obviously played, I think, when you were playing. Here you go, just to date, date me more. I think I had just got pu- puberty while you were at the Tennessee <laughs> Titans. But uh, <laughs> they, I think when you played, it was LP Field, if I remember right. So LP yeah, Field, yeah. when you were there, it well, had – LP Field at Nissan Stadium is what it was. That's yeah, right. So. That's right. Okay, so yeah. when, when you were there, you obviously played on grass. What are your thoughts on that? Because there is a strong contingent of players that have complained about turf, but the Tennessee Titans for a long time tried to keep their, their real grass, but now moving away from that. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think one – Guy players do prefer playing on grass, but it, it, there's some situations it just doesn't make like Pittsburgh putting grass in their stadium just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's going to turn to mud. And several years ago, and you might have been too young to remember it, the field was so bad a ball from a punt hit the ground and stuck four inches deep into the grass. <laughs> and, and so there's some situations where where you just it just doesn't make sense. Now, I preferred playing on grass. I will say my practice fields at the at uh, Baptist Sports Park, which is now whatever St. Francis or whatever St. Thomas, yeah, or, yeah, whatever. Um, you know, they're, the practice fields are better than the game fields, mm-hmm. and you know the deal with with uh, Nissan Stadium is that fields you know shared with TSU and the game. As much as they tried to make the grass good, it was never a great field. It was always chewed up. They, I know they replaced it two, probably maybe twice a year every season that I was there, and there's more paint on the field than there was grass blades. But like, and I know the studies have been done. The, the rate of injury on turf fields versus grass is almost equal to one another, but the player's perception is everything. Um, I've seen studies when I was a player, you know, player president of the PA, and even as a player rep prior to that, you know, I saw studies on turf and the amount of studies that they do on the turf versus the artificial grass and stuff like that. And, um, and at the end of the day, you've you got to have a playing surface that's going to last and it's going to look good for TV aesthetics and stuff like that. But um, uh, if I'm playing in December, I want to play on a solid turf. I don't want to be playing on dirt that's been painted over, and that's kind of what's been going on at LP Field for years. And it's not a knock on a field and grounds crew. It's just that the way it is the weather here. Grass just doesn't grow at the weight they needed to, as opposed to Arizona where they pull the tray out, let it sit in the sunshine in the middle of you know December, October, November, whatever, and you have perfect grass all year round. You just can't do that in some climates, and Tennessee happens to be one of them. I think it's a smart move. Kevin, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We're going to obviously get you on more, especially when we get into I look forward to meeting you once we get into high school coverage and all that kind of fun stuff as it gets going. I think uh, Lipscomb Academy has a very bright future, especially with you at the helm. Thank you so much for jumping on with us, brother. Sounds great. I appreciate you guys having me, and uh, you guys have a great day and great evening. And um, any parent that's looking for a great school and a great football program, we'd love to have you come up and visit us and, and check out what the school has to offer. So that's my sales pitch right now. <laughs> hey, I'm sending them down there. Don't worry. We're going to be right. – uh, Sounds great. We'll send you the invoice. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Good talking to you guys. Thanks, buddy.
Good stuff there. Kevin Y, Hall of Famer, NFL. I love it, too. Also, right there, hey, I'm Kevin Y. Stop acting like you don't know me. You know what I mean? I well, love that. The problem was I do know him. I think you know I met him, him yeah. and I was trying to nail down what point in time because I have my own troubles remembering things. But, Football. alas. <laughs> Good stuff there, though. I'm yeah. glad I'm glad to see Kevin's story. on. And, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a yeah great story. Great story. We got to run to a break. 615-844-5600 if you want to jump in. Back after this here on the Afternoon Stretch. Good afternoon. They moved that stalled truck 24 eastbound in Hickory Hollow Parkway, but it's still running very slow all the way back on 24 eastbound here at Broadley Parkway. That's what I'm looking at live right now. Just to play it safe, you're leaving Nashville, headed out to Rutherford County, Murfreesboro. Give yourself a little bit of extra time. Uh, hopefully this will start to recover and pick up with the traffic. Traffic's still moving 65 down through Brentwood and Franklin. Hey, Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. They're online right now at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Nashville's first curling venue is here at T-Line Nashville. Come check out T-Line Nashville and experience the world's fastest growing winter sport today. Curling is a fun and simple sport that's a perfect outing for friends, corporate events, families, or parties. T-Line also has classic bowling and modern bowling mini games. With over 20 HD TVs, you can come watch your favorite teams and some of the best food and drinks here in Nashville in the large bar and grill area. They also have an outdoor area with a fire pit and you can't forget the live music. T-Line Nashville is a one-stop shop for a great night out. Located at 106 Duluth Avenue and online at tlinenash.com. You can book your party now or give them a call at 615-439-1024. That's 615-439-1024. And make sure you give them a follow on Instagram and Facebook at T-Line Nash for all the news, events, and updates. T-Line Nashville. Nashville's first curling venue is here. Hi, this is Joe Cordell with the law firm Cordell & Cordell. Divorce can be complicated, especially if children are involved. If you're a father and want to protect your role in your children's lives, remember Cordell & Cordell. We've helped men with matters like these for 30 years, and we'd love to help you. Contact Cordell & Cordell to schedule an appointment with one of our firm's Nashville area attorneys, a partner men can count on, 810 Crescent Center Drive, Suite 160, Franklin, Tennessee, 37067. Online at CordellCordell.com. Today on Hey Culligan, smooth skin and soft hair comes from where? Here's Mike. Hey Culligan, I've tried every conditioner, lotion, and body wash known to man, and my skin still feels like sandpaper. It could be your water, Mike. Oh, that's harsh. More like hard water. Are you interested in smart, high-efficiency water softeners from Culligan Water? Huh? Want baby smooth skin and soft, luxurious hair? <laughs> yeah, can you hurry? I have a date tonight. We're already on the way, Mike. Let us help you out with the free in-home water test from a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. Catch your Grizzlies Sunday at 5 when they take on the Toronto Raptors for their annual Faith and Family Night. Faith and Family Night features a post-game worship service with Bluff City praise led by Effie Johnson, as well as a faith-based Q&A conversation with Grizzlies forward Jake Laravia. Grab your tickets by visiting grizzlies.com or calling 901-888-HOOP today. From Nashville's home for the Memphis Grizzlies, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. 
When you're away from home and you want down-home cooking, Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel is the answer. Excellent, fresh, and local, just like Grandma used to make. Start your day with a Music City omelet and some prime rib hash. Or a cast iron waffle with Nashville hot chicken. For those wanting variety, hit the biggest breakfast buffet in Music City. And, of course, the world-famous Biscuit Bar. Start your day with the fresh, local, and down-home cooking of Kitchen Notes at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. It's a Bill King Show. Smoked a turkey. Smoked it about nine hours. You know the little red button? I've never liked that, first of all. And I don't trust it. The internal temperature is what you should trust, not the stupid red button. That red button never popped out either. And I was, I was starting to get worried because my wife likes the red button. I don't. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The Afternoon Stretch. It's a radio show. It is a radio show, and I'm a radio host. And we had a radio interview last segment that went a little long. I got to say, hand up. Hey, everybody has a bad day at work, and that's one for me. Kevin Wide, though, when he's on, when you have a Hall of Famer on the line, Guess what? Oh, I knew we were breaking time. You break yeah. rules. Yeah. You break rules. Exactly. And I'll take the, I'll take the heat. I will take the heat for that one. But I do apologize because we're going to have to run right back into a break. I know we have callers. We want to get you on. 615-844-5600. Hold through us because I even see the guys who are calling. Avid stretchers. I don't even have to name you who they are because they're big time you stretchers. Know the, you know their numbers. You, yeah. I know their numbers. When they pop up, I say, oh, there they are. I know who they are. But just hold on with us. We got to run to another break. And we're going to come back. We're going to get to all the callers. We're going to get out to all the fun right here on the Afternoon Stretch. The Afternoon Stretch. It's a radio show. It better than it was on 24 eastbound as you leave Davidson County headed out towards Murfreesboro. Still on the scene of an accident in West Nashville, 6600 block of Charlotte Pike, 4700 block of Franklin Pike. That's south uh, of Nashville there in Oak Hill. It's building pretty good at the moment on 65. Still looks good as you head up into Goodlettsville. Still working that earlier wreck at Lebanon Pike at Donaldson Pike. They still have some debris on the ground. Snapdragon Hemp, serving up lab-tested top-shelf hemp products across Tennessee. Edibles, flowers, concentrates. You can order on snapdragon420.com i'm commander chuck with your on-time traffic clones what do we want when we're craving protein or we need some more energy not bars not sugary snacks not energy drinks what we want is beef pure and simple so where's the beef it's in a package of old trapper beef jerky old trapper is not your father's jerky it's not shriveled dry and tasteless Old Trapper Beef Jerky is made from lean strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. So it's tender and it's tasty. It's not tough. And why is it so good? Because Old Trapper is a 50-year-old family business known for their relentless commitment to quality. They take smoked beef extremely seriously and you can taste it in every single bite. Old Trapper is packed with protein. It comes in four great flavors to satisfy all your cravings. Quality smoked meat at its finest that goes with you wherever you go. To the game, to the gym, to the beach. So look for Old Trapper in the Clearview bag. You can see the quality you're buying. Look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, clones, ask for it by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? They say they'll get your biggest tax refund. Jackson Hewitt says your biggest tax refund guaranteed and a chance to double your tax refund. 
thousands in weekly prizes during the Double Your Refund sweepstakes. Your biggest refund times two, twice the money. So forget about them. File your taxes on the double at Jackson Hewitt today. No purchase necessary to enter or win. Open to U.S. residents 18 or older who file a 2022 federal tax return. Promotion ends 4223. Visit jacksonhewitt.com for rules. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you, Raymond and Buffalo, Maria and Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high quality supplies for every industry, plus real time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. What's your next dream? Paying off your credit card? Remodeling your kitchen? Exploring the rainforest of Costa Rica? Whatever your dreams, they take some planning. And State Farm agent Austin Hardy is right here in the Middle Tennessee community to lend a hand. As your local good neighbor, he can help you look at the things you want to save for and come up with a plan to make those saving goals happen. Because your money should work just as hard as you to achieve your dream. So whether it's being free of debt or free to roam the world, call State Farm agent Austin Hardy here in the Middle Tennessee community. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This is the Greg Pogue and John Burton Show. I bought a piano for Grace, okay, when she was like 12 years old, and she was really good. Uh, just to get the piano out of the house, uh, and I couldn't sell it, do you know who I gave it to? Kelly Holcomb. Did you really? For, for, his, da- for his daughter, who's now uh, the leading scorer at Lipscomb ba- Women's Basketball. Greg Pogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio. The show that makes you thankful for Braves games. The Afternoon Stretch with Zach and Bruno and Ray. And Devlin. Real quick, I knew Kevin Moy would have great insight because there's a weird thing in coaching where like they're like, you didn't do what we did. You didn't drive the coach's car. for You didn't drive him <laughs> around, so you'll never. So that's why he had good insight. You could tell he kind of took it personal. Yeah, no, I mean it's 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 definitely something. Everybody's path is way different. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how you get stuff. Let's go quickly. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred Brentwood, Tennessee. Our good buddy Steve. Steve, how are you doing, my sir? I'm good. I hope you guys are doing well this evening. Doing well, doing well. Running, not enough time in the day. Yeah. I know. Good job keeping Adam off your back, getting the spots in. You got to pay the bills. Hey, baby, we do um, it. <laughs> you do it, and. uh and I went to look. I graduated from Lipscomb, so it's pretty cool to see what they're they're doing over there. Um, kind of crazy too. I I can't imagine what these private schools are paying these coaches and what their football budget is. I mean, it, I would think it's like what D one schools were thirty years ago almost. Mm-hmm. Probably probably uh, but, sooner. I bet <laughs> like sooner to that D one oh. schools like. Ten years ago, I, I, honestly, I, yeah. I know what some. I've heard some of the prices definitely in the six figures, not just for what talking like Kevin Why. I'm talking about like coaches just it seems in like that the area. Optimal, that's the only way I would coach was like private high schools. That's the only yes. way I would do it. Seems chill. Seems good. It seems like a perfect gig. Well into the six figures, but you know it's it's a it's a launching pad. Look at Trent Dofer. I mean, obviously he comes from the NFL background. The same for Why. But it's a launching pad that you just you, – if you get a good season, a good team, I mean, the real side of it, you look at Kevin, do you expect Kevin Mawai here for five years? Probably not. He's wanting to move up. He said it in that interview. So, you know, he's getting paid to do it. Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him. They're moving up to Ensworth and NBA's division this year, so that's mm-hmm. a little bit more competition. Um, 
And on another subject, Jerry Stackhouse. <laughs> I know all I got to say. <laughs> and that's a great way it's to end odd. the hour. <laughs> we haven't it's had odd. a chance yet, Steve, but yeah, that was bad last night. Did y'all have Vandy plus 53 last night or whatever they got beat by? We it talked about it, plus 15, and I, I think I even said, I was like, I think <laughs> you could add some points pretty heavily into that, oh and God. Alabama took everything out. They were seeing Oklahoma the whole time. What is just, it with Alabama and Vandy? Stop it. Just, <laughs> I, mean, just, I mean, destroying them. I, I know y'all got to go. And why did they give them an extension if y'all could touch on that next hour? I don't understand that. Oh, we're going to talk oh, I'll about I'll do it right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Steve. Appreciate it's it, buddy. Fake. Yeah, that's, that's that That game's tough. We're going to talk about that. We got, we got plenty of time to make sure we're going to talk about that. We still have callers, though. If you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. Top of the hour, all the way to the end of the show. Open phones, open callers. Anybody wants to jump in, get in. Nichols' stepfather, Rodney Wells, says after watching the video of his son's arrest, he got the sense that the officers involved knew how the encounter would end before they approached Tyree's car. It was like they were on a mission, like they had already determined the outcome of what they wanted to do. A sixth officer involved in the arrest has been relieved of duty. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu welcomed Secretary of State Anthony Blinken to Israel. This alliance is something that President Biden is committed to. I've known him for 40 years. He's a true friend of Israel, a true champion of this alliance, as are you. Blinken will meet tomorrow with Palestinian leader Mahmoud Abbas. President Biden's in Baltimore to kick off a major rail tunnel construction project, which will be funded by the bipartisan infrastructure bill. At least 59 people are dead after a suicide bomber struck a crowded mosque in Pakistan. This is ABC News. Never completely ready to adopt a teen. For late nights writing English papers. For your teen's music taste. For dinners, where they talk more on their phone than with you. For the first time, they call you mom. You're never completely ready to adopt a teen. And you can't imagine the reward. To learn more about adopting a teen, visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. AdoptUSKids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. You've messed up your daughter's haircut. Do you, A, get spiritual? Mom, where's the mirror? Beauty is within. Oh. B, find the positives. Less time blow drying, more time texting. Or C, show empathy. Mom, you really don't have twinsies. I kind of love it. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on adoption, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. As a professional realtor in Nashville for more than 40 years, Richard Courtney is one of the city's top-ranked real estate brokers. He's also the author of two books and the real estate columnist for the Nashville Ledger. What does all of this mean to you as a home buyer or seller? Expert knowledge, guidance, and trust. Give Richard Courtney a call today at 615-300-8189. That's 615-300-8189. Or online at richardcourtney.com. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I just saw a picture of Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon's one of those guys that lived hard, okay? I know. Look, I know. I understand. There's some rough, humble miles on that body. Yeah. Some on the field, some off the field. Yeah. Jim McMahon, high mileage. Oh, it is a high, high mileage. High mileage in that vehicle. It is not no. highway miles. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4hymns.com slash joy. At Hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Okay, it's happening. It's the Afternoon Stretch with Zach Williams and Bruno Reagan. Everybody stay calm. Stay calm. Let's take some calls from the public, shall we? Join the afternoon stretch now at 615-844-5600. Now here's Bruno and Zach. Second hour of the afternoon stretch. It is an abbreviated hour, but no more breaks. No more guests. It's just us. You, me, Bruno, Devlin, if you want to jump in, 615-844-5600. As Devlin would say, we're just going to chop it up. We're going to chop it up today. Is that what you're going to say, Devlin? We're just chopping it up today? Just, just kicking it, dude. Just, just kicking it. Sports, it's a kickback. It up, yeah. This isn't a party, No, but it's it's a solid kickback. Yeah. <laughs> and I'd kick all point. of you way harder than you kick me. No shot. You can kick very well. No, I can't. No. How high can you actually bring your leg up? Well, height isn't important for kicks. I was talking about strictly just kick efficiency and power, and in that I'm also lacking. I can get my foot high. You but, you get, wanna... but you can't get in the head is what I'm saying. I could kick you in your head. You've seen how high I kick. You shouldn't kick people in the head. You, you shouldn't, but you could. You can't. I can. Hmm. I'd like to see you kick me in the power head. Power slap leagues. It's new offshoot. It's spin off. It's power kick league. <laughs> they just kick each other in the I'm face. <laughs> Can't tell me that's not in the works somewhere. There was on a whiteboard somewhere. <laughs> I mean, no. I, this is last, what was it, 2016? What year is it now? 30. So these past seven years have shown me nothing's impossible in this reality we live in. It is anything can happen. Kevin Garnett said it best. Anything is possible. 615-844-5600. <laughs> Anything's possible when you have four Hall of Famers on your starting line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk to Tony in Nolensville. Tony, thank you so much for holding on. Good afternoon, guys. And it was my pleasure to hold on because the interview that and the question Joe asked, that was just top-notch. That was really good. It was, it was good sports talk radio. And uh, it was just fun to hear some of the insides of things going on. Uh, 
always used to, uh, I don't want to be negative here, but when I played at Overton, we didn't have a good fondness for Lipscomb. <laughs> Just simply saying, we had some battles on the baseball field. They were in a different classification than us in football and basketball. But it's a great program over there, and what they've done is, is uh, amazing. I don't know that I really cared for the way uh, Trent Dilfer went about doing the things, but he's doing what many high schools do across this country now and recruiting the way they do. Ray Carter for many years, uh, uh, Roy Carter, uh, Coach Carter, fought Brentwood Academy many times on the way they were doing things over there. But mm. that's a whole nother subject I don't even want to – get into there's it there's a lot of animosity yeah, just, from public schools to private schools i, I don't think a, a lot of people talk about it openly but being someone who's covered both and and watched how they interact with each other i mean every school thinks that they get stolen kids away from them from public schools well it's a lot or, different from, today from than it was when i played right and right. i'll i'll be that honest i mean but uh it's just totally different uh, demographics of all of it now, but it was, it was, you're right about what you're saying there. It was, it was really something, but, uh, something that I did want to touch on and, uh, uh, is Bruno I wanted to ask you this simple question. This is a uh, all-star week per se senior bow. What goes on behind the scenes? We know they're down there practicing. We know general managers and some head coaches are all there, NFL. But what is going on other than the practice and when you get off field? Is there interviews and all that stuff? Give us some insight on that. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, no one wants to do these things. So that's why when people like Will Levis and Stetson Bennett sit out, um, there's criticism. And then all the you know what the GMs are all going to say? They're going to – go up to Will Levis, they're going to be like, why didn't you want to earn the right to be the first quarterback drafted when you could go out there and compete? But frankly, um, these senior bowls and NFL combine, they're terrible experiences. They're um, – no, it's absolutely horrible. Talk to anybody that's go, that's gone to one. They uh, What they do also is they make you – they make the schedules so grueling, like – from an hour perspective, like you're going to be up at six doing meetings and stuff, and then you get on the field and you do interviews. Yeah, all that's true. But the point is they want to see how you react when you're, you know, stressed to the limit. They want to test you mind, body, and soul. So, yeah, if you have the opportunity to skip it because you're already a good enough prospect, you should do it 100% because at the end of this is it's for people that can make a name for themselves, a la Eric Fisher we talked about on the show yesterday. But for most part, it's uh, pointless. If you already know you're that guy and you're going to get drafted high, I wouldn't do it either. So it's cool. It's if I, if I got invited to the Senior Bowl, I would have been pumped up because it's a big honor for a guy like me that, you know, came Three-star from – Three-star guy. Yeah, yeah barely – like just because I made it. Do to they get? Do the players get paid in that game, Bruno? No, 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 no. You get paid off of your performance. You, if they could have NIL deals. Anything though. people lose money going to this. Well, they could have NIL deals that are different now. Yeah, you know. They, well, if anything, more players have lost money because of the Senior Bowl because they show up and then they don't perform as well. Oh yeah, that's true too. Nat. That I know where you're going with that. And uh, last caller, Steve, Mr. Smitho mentioned. Stackhouse, and you know he was on earlier this week. In uh, I think I say earlier this week, maybe it was Friday, 
on y'all's uh, on the show at uh, early a.m. The show that shall not uh, be named. Your your friends <laughs> to uh, the Pogue and Burton. <laughs> yeah, yep. So, uh, but anyway, it was a good great for them because he doesn't he doesn't do a lot of interviews. He uh, doesn't do, and and they did a great job just finding you know just letting him relax and just ask questions. And I think more people need to see that. But then, uh, but just the fact of. What happened, you know, it's just sad. Just say the, the results seem to be the same from year to year. That's way better than going 0-21 that we had the previous coach that he did. You know, he's improved from that. But at the same time, the the numbers seem, they seem to, you see improvement, but the numbers seem to stay the same. And as far as last night, I don't care who went in there last night. It might, the only different uh, outcome might have been a Tennessee or somebody, but I think uh, Alabama had, was on a mission to annihilate whoever stepped in that gym last night. That's my take on that. But we didn't. We did not show up. That's for sure. Guys, I'm gonna let you go. Let y'all talk about some things. Good show as always. But great interview. Good job on that today. Thanks. Hey, thanks, thanks Tony. Uh, why, hey, Vandy fans, why are you mad? 101 to 44? What, does it matter? Would it have mattered if it was 101 to 100? Are you serious? Would it have mattered? Honestly, you still lost. They Like, the people, look, this is what this is the real side. I just want to say this. Just let me say this. The people that hate Stackhouse are going to hate Stackhouse. This just gives them a little bit louder voice. But they were going to lose that game regardless. See, they think- were going to, let me, hold on real quick. They were, they're going to lose that game regardless. They're not beating Alabama. They're not beating them. That's just the truth of the matter with this team. Whether you win or lose by one point or 50 points, it doesn't matter. You're still going to not like him all the same. You're not going to like him all the same. I mean, saying that the score is irrelevant, we all knew they were going to lose. This score is absolutely unacceptable. Um, This is a fireable game. 100%. 100%. You don't have games like this and get to talk about optimism and hope. This is, you know, it's rock bottom. I don't, don't bring up the other wins. This doesn't happen to other programs. So, yeah, I couldn't I couldn't disagree with you more. Um, it's not, I didn't have a hard opinion on Stackhouse. I do right now. Uh, and it was hard. When I, you know, I got told when I was going into this job, you know, you, are you going to be honest or are you going to do this or that? Are you going to support? And it, everything changes, but when – the Vanderbilt football program got to a place I didn't like. I loved Coach Mason, but I had to say what I honestly thought, and that wasn't that he should stay. And I think everyone would have would have agreed with that. It's starting to get to that point with Stackhouse too, and this loss shows it. So saying it doesn't matter is kind of that's a pretty wild take, I think. Oh, no, it's not. It's not a wild take. Do you think if they had won, the people that wanted him fired were going to still be like, you know what? I'm starting to turn on Jerry Stackhouse. I like him. No, because the pe- there's the a pe- real hatred of Jerry Stackhouse. Yeah, in but the Vandy people fandom. that but the people that like him definitely don't like him anymore now either. So now you just have a full fan base divided against you. It what was there a lot of people out there that were on his side? I don't see it. Oh, I see. I see a decent amount. I, I can't. I I, don't I would see say anybody. I would say it's fifty fifty on my Twitter feed that people like people that were like still supportive of Stackhouse. I put up a poll last night, uh, right before or right after the game. I was gonna say right before I went to bed, which is true. Uh, but the poll was, does Terry Ch- Jerry Stackhouse, not Terry Chackhouse, that guy doesn't exist, Jerry Stackhouse make it to the end of the season? Uh, and on that poll, 220 votes there. Uh, it still has time if you want to jump in there and give your voice. Uh, 54% of that poll says no. 
I just don't think he. I, I think he makes it because it's a little late into the season. You know, I guess I guess they might write it out and not coaching search now. Um, it'd be interesting to to think about it more and try and find a more refined take on what they should do. I just know um, the extension was maybe rightfully criticized as unwarranted. But, yeah, when you're uh, competing at this level, which is the SEC level, I don't care if it's baseball, basketball, football, lacrosse, bowling, and you lose like that, you know, there's rightful questions about your job. And I think and it, there are people that hate Stackhouse. There are people that hate Stack. If Stackhouse was undefeated, they might still stay, hate Stackhouse. But they are validated now because um, – I mean, Clark Lee Law had a terrible loss against Georgia last year. It's 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 a different time frame for sure, but I nobody. Clark Lee's was, in year two. Jerry Stackhouse is like in year five. I I get it. I'm just saying. I I just think that no matter what would have happened with the loss, whether you lose by a lot, lose by a little, I just don't think that that's going to make a difference in in Vandy fans' minds. It, the, I I know you say you see a lot of people. I see nobody. I see nobody. I'm not I talking about make, Vandy fans. I know what a blowout loss does to a team. It makes it just makes everyone check out. And if you're checked out collecting checks, which is what people do even at this high of a level, you don't you you you're paid to compete. If we if we all could have been fired after the Alabama game in 2017 where we lost like 66 to 0 being 3 and 0 at home on CBS game of the week, we all should have been fired. And I would have agreed with you. We all should players should have been fired. There's a lot of people that should have been fired cuz it was pathetic, it was piss poor, and uh, uh, that's all the only PG thing I could say about it. It's absolutely pathetic that grown men will quit on the field getting paid a million dollars or getting just, you know, representing a brand, which is your own brand in Vanderbilt. So if those players want to go out there and play like that, that's fine. You all should feel bad about it. Coach Stackhouse should feel bad about it. And you should face the music, too. There was a lot of questions right at the beginning of the game, before it even started. The starting five for Vandy that got announced, people were just wildly confused. Uh, didn't have any idea what the team was doing. It And, and I mean, that that translated very well into the game. I mean, 44 points, 15 points he's in coaching, the first half. He's coaching like he has a lifetime contract, and he can just do an experiment however he wants. And that's just not the case, you know. That's fine. If 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 people want to agree or defend Stack at this point, that's fine. Memorial State Memorial Gymnasium will be empty. It'll be a ghost town. They'll probably lose by twenty to thirty. They might pick up a random win here or there. That's going to be the season. If that's okay with some people, that's okay with some people. It's not the Vanderbilt I I want it to be. Oh no, for sure. Nobody want. There's no Vandy fan that wants to lose like that. I just think the hatred of Stackhouse. I I I feel like people. Because it started trending. I forget what account. It was one of those Vandy news accounts or whatever. The It was do it. And then they just they tagged Vandy AD, Vandy AD, Vandy AD. Where they're just, what they were saying is fire them, you know, right after the game. And then a lot of people started quote tweeting it, doing the exact same tweet over and over again. That was already people's narrative. I, I just think it's funny that they're going to say, now is like this is the nail that drove the, the coffin in deeper. You know what I mean? That's just – and maybe it was. Maybe it was. But – it's just you you already hated Jerry Stackhouse. Stop acting like it was this lost Alabama is what really oh now no you just have your firepower now. That's really all it was. That's what that's what I'm trying to say. That's great. But sometimes you can have all the wrong reasons and be in the right and those people that are like fire Stackhouse they're probably in the right right now. Are they did was their process wrong to get there? Maybe, but what we saw last night was absolutely unacceptable. And not a, it was so there was zero. There was zero effort, is what it was. I mean, just zero effort from the team, which is a translation of the coaching. Yeah, you get paid. You get paid to play. You, nowadays, you get paid to play. You get paid to play. You get paid to perform. It's turning into pro sports. I think it's a good thing. If it's too much for college kids, stay home. 
or go get your engineering degree or your doctor degree or your MD degree if one of your things. That's a lot of things when people come into Vanderbilt, they think they're going to be an engineer. I knew a lot of football players that wanted to go into med, pre-med, and, you know, do some things. And then they're like, oh, I can't balance it. What am I going to do? Well, I mean, I, I play with a quarterback that quit football. And if that's your thing, that's great. But if you can't juggle both, choose one. And a lot of people choose football, and I appreciated them for that. <laughs> was it in the best interest of their career? Maybe or maybe not. I don't know. If it meant that much to you, quit like the quarterback and go be a doctor and have value in your life, that's great. But make a decision. Those These kids right now on the basketball team, they made a decision that they just weren't going to try that night. And people are – there's it's an economy. There's money. And you get paid for results. And quite frankly, vice versa, you also lose money for results. And it's people's – People should face the music. I don't see why it's such a big deal. Also, you you call people out. Jerry Stackhouse does have a problem with criticism. Yeah, he has a flat out problem with it. He's done all these great things, but at the, some at some part of him is is extremely insecure, more insecure than any other coach. I don't get how someone that's done the things that Jerry Stackhouse has done can be so can be so insecure about it from a social standpoint. That that does boggle my mind. Um, because he's, he's been there, done that at the highest level. Why? Because like it's okay to be insecure about it, I guess. To it's okay, criticism, it's but okay to be act upset. on it. You know yes, what I mean? It's okay to be upset about losing. And maybe and Jerry Stockhouse, I don't know his world. Maybe it's something that's really out of his control. I, you never know. Yeah. You you never. We don't know. know the guy. But to be to to just not have the confidence to go out there and face the music and be like, it's not good enough. It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'll try my best to fix it. And if not, I know what I know what the expectation is. But to just nonchalantly shrug everything off all the time that rubs me the wrong way too yeah six one five eight four four fifty six hundred if you want to jump in and talk about this because it i know there's vandy fans that are listening i know there's a large vandy fan uh group that that does care about the basketball program do you think jerry stackhouse makes it to the end of this year and and should he should he because that's that's where it is. I mean, like I said, right after the final buzzer went on that game last night, there was no shock Alabama was going to win. Nobody thought it was going to be this much of a, uh, a gap in between, 101 to 44, just the, a merciless beatdown of a program. Doesn't help when you see that kind of thing, too. There's already so many haters about the uh, Vanderbilt being in the SEC. That doesn't help any argument. But jump in. 615-844-5600. Uh, I want to I hear what your thoughts are on that. I want to hear your thoughts on it because there's a lot of people, a lot of people that I know are upset about this. And I think that, I don't know, the extension thing, you know, we just saw J-Rob. J-Rob got an extension for the Tennessee Titans. I, I don't know how much different it is from, you know, talking about the NFL to college program, especially a private program like Vanderbilt where you don't really know all the numbers and that sort of thing. But I – he got extended doesn't really mean much you can still a contract is made to be broken they can they can find ways around yeah it. i just wonder if it was jerry stackhouse using some leverage which i don't know what he had i mean i know it's it scotty pippen really i mean if you really get into it scotty pippen at the end of the season just making the team look good that's really what it feels like yeah, but there's you don't ever know who what he got offered or if there was another job in Vandy. If people are looking for reasons they had, I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Coach Mason, when he was at Vanderbilt and we went to our first bowl game, he was talking. He was very open with us, which I appreciate him about schools contacting him and wanting him to. And the public private universities don't have to disclose that. So maybe Jerry Stackhouse got offered another job, and you never know. And they're like, how could he get offered? I mean, we were six and seven, 
and Coach Mace got offered another job from a Power 5 program, you know? Yeah. So you never know what goes on, and maybe they felt like they had to extend him, and now it's now it's obviously looking rough, but he's got that contract. You never know. I just know it's – I'm at my wit's end with it. I hate sucking. I hate seeing Tennessee be great at everything. They're great at everything right now. Vanderbilt's great at nothing. Yeah. They're good at baseball. Yeah. Yes. Good. Which, in the, if you're taking the time frame of last year, Tennessee was better at that. But Vanderbilt finished farther in the postseason, so it's like, you know, who's the who's the coolest loser? That's basically what we're arguing. Did did I think Tennessee went further? No, Tennessee didn't make it to the super regional. I don't think. Va- Ole Miss beat Tennessee, and then Vanderbilt played against Ole Miss. I think Ole Miss also <laughs> beat Vanderbilt, and then Ole Miss went on. Tennessee was out super early in the college baseball. They, I thought they went out against Notre Dame. I have to look back. I can't remember. No, honestly. Tennessee was out super early. I, I, you know, Bruno, I've slept since then, so I don't know. Okay, they could have. Maybe it was all figment of my dream. I know you don't know. That's why I'm telling you what happened. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Magic Dave over in Melrose. Magic Dave, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing good. So I like Stackhouse, and I've been paying more attention to Vandy basketball the last two years than in the last twenty. So. We lost last night. Big deal. At least I'm watching. And I've met the guy at a local burger joint. He's super cool. He's quiet, but, I mean, real likable guy. That's all I'm going to say. Hmm. Unless Bruno wants to argue with me. He might. No, I, <laughs> no. I, I don't think. Why is someone's performance indicate if they're a good or bad person. I mean, I'd say it in my other monologue. I love Coach Mason. I thought Coach Mason was a great person. But I, when yeah. I got this job, I had to be honest about results and things like that. I don't – I there's nothing more I wish for than Vanderbilt to be good. When Vanderbilt beat Arkansas and the stack haters were still trying to take away from that win, I was upset yeah. at them. Because yeah. that's ridiculous. I just want what's best for the university that gave me no, – I'd like to have the kick-ass team, but – I'm watching basketball again because of Stackhouse. Hmm. That's it. I mean, that's an interesting thought. I, you know, it 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 is because there are there is the tension of people that do still like him and they are still out there. So I mean, in Magic Dave, I'm assuming what you're saying is you hope he stays the coach. Yeah, I'd like to give him another season. Yeah, is another is one more season the the, the magic and number if, if there's a pun in there. If he, you know, maybe he'll have a much better season, and then he can will keep him around. But uh, hmm. as with, with I don't my, know. Yeah. at least we got that guy going to the uh, Masters tournament. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah, uh, Sar- Ken Sargent. Sargent is that his name? Yeah, Gordon Sargent, I think is his name. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He, he's going. That's good. Hey, Magic, I, I appreciate the call in, buddy. Okay, talk to you later. Thanks, buddy. Uh, yeah, no. I, I hope people don't misinterpret my mindset on these things. Like I, like I hate people. I just want what's best for Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, and let's Vanderbilt college baseball, college basketball, college football. They're businesses. Memorial Gymnasium. I get that stack. That stack has people that like him. I lo- It's empty. I don't know if anyone remembers. I've never been more sick to my stomach when I watched Coach Mason and the team play against. UNLV and get blown out by 30 in our own stadium with no one watching. So there was probably 50 people in the world that liked Mason. I was probably one of them. 
and you have to be cognizant enough to understand the dynamic, understand the decision. And and I'm and I'm glad you like stacking, but these losses to me are just so beyond unacceptable. I mean, it is beyond effort. Our loss to Alabama, I'd bring myself back into this, was beyond unacceptable. And I was, what, 20? And I he told me, I'm going to blame you, and I'm going to throw you up there, and you're going to answer the music. And I was like, yes, sir, because that's just the way I was, I was raised. I don't know. So maybe some people don't like facing the music. Maybe some people need the pat on the back. I don't know. I just don't identify with that, really. The results aren't there. I can love you as much as you want, but it's a business at the end of the day. So I think that there is, there is some that if you looked at what the, um, if he was at a bigger school and when I say that, I mean more like a blue blood or something like that in, in college basketball, that kind of loss, you automatically go under the microscope right away. You know, it, it is something about that though. With Vanderbilt people do, they do have the affection with the coaches. They see them out, you know, they're, Vanderbilt coaches are more accessible, I feel like, than most other coaches. You can find them. They're not that hard to find. They're not that hard to see them in person. So, uh, yeah, I, I, and I don't know. I do want to. I do want to get you what we were talking about. Tennessee didn't go as far as Vandy in the SEC did tournament. Did message you? No, no, no. I looked it up in the SEC oh, okay. tournament. He messaged me and he was like, "Why did Zach unfriend me on Facebook?" Oh no, that's not not the case. I had to delete my Facebook. Got hacked. That's the whole thing. Mm. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but no, <laughs> the, uh, Tennessee, Tennessee didn't go farther in the SEC tournament than Vandy. Van, Tennessee went further in the, uh, national bracket. Yes. They went to the super regional. Yeah. They Vandy went to the super, went to the lost to Notre Dame. Vanderbilt got knocked out, uh, in a really good game against, uh, Oregon state. That's who advanced through that one. That was uh, a close one though. Vanderbilt almost made it to those super regionals, but yeah, Tennessee baseball, but Tennessee, I mean, I see the tweets all the time. You see the tweets, and I, I imagine for Vandy fans out there, it's got to be tough when you see a loss like that, 100-whatever to 44, that then you go to watch Tennessee. They've been, in the last year, they've been first in baseball, first in basketball, first in football. Maybe they weren't first in basketball, but they've been top two and ba- top five in basketball. It's got to be tough when the, the, the rivalry, you're watching one side just overly dominate now. Yeah, it is tough. It's also tough. Like it's it's interesting when people the way people feel and how they try to invalidate it as you know you're you don't like this person or you're hateful you know you know what it's like you know being around your peers and it's like you're lesser than just for being something like you're lesser than for being Vanderbilt you're lesser than you should get kicked out of the SEC you don't belong oh you're a nerd I'm the farthest thing from a nerd I'm a giant gorilla monkey brain I love football and I I would have done anything to win and that's why our teams had a little bit of success because we had a lot of people we had a lot of people that should have gotten kicked off or that were mama's boys that was great. But I'm saying, you know, Vanderbilt needs to set the expectation a lot better. And they're not doing that right now. It's a fair assessment. Fair assessment. All right, we're done today. We have Memphis Grizzlies basketball coming up. Portland Trailblazers. Eric Hasseltine on the call. Stick around for that. Remember, if nobody's told you, I love you and you matter. Appreciate all the calls, comments, all that good stuff. We'll be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock, right here on Nashville Sports Radio. Mm-hmm.